0818-715-815. Hello, good afternoon, and you're very welcome to Liveline. Well, on Twitter in Ireland, what's trending on Twitter in Ireland is Irish Twitter about layoffs and hashtag Twitter layoffs. So two... Uh, two trends on Twitter and both of them about Twitter and that uh, way people are being 700 of them employed in Ireland we don't know how many are being let go already there's a few apparently according to their Twitter uh, feeds but uh, people are very anxious to find out how many people of the 700 workforce in Ireland how many uh, are being let go in this uh, awful way in this difficult time for the for the company now, um, appropriately enough, on this day, which is the third anniversary of the death of Gay Bourne, the first call is from Yvonne Mahan, and uh, Yvonne begins by saying, uh, I was watching The Late Late Show. It all started on The Late Late Show, as the Sig Tune used to say. Yvonne, good afternoon. Hi, Joe. How are you? Good, thanks. Tell us what was it? You were watching The Late Late Show. You were in the UK. Yeah, back in uh, December 1999. Yeah. And um, uh, there was two women on talking about uh, their children's um, organs had been removed in, mm-hmm. in um, Crumlin Hospital. These are children who died and... Yeah, they were uh, sick children that had okay, died. Okay, okay. And when you were watching it, what did you think? Well, when the programme ended, I just immediately said... My mother had been over visiting me in England at the mm-hmm. time. And I just said... I think that's happened to me. That, I, I feel that, hap- that, ha- that definitely happened to me. I feel that happened to the twins. Mm-hmm. And my mother said, no, no, they were sick children. You know, they're yeah. older children. And um, I said, no, 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 uh, that definitely happened. I, I know that happened to me. I just had a feeling. I can't describe it. I just had a feeling. And then I start ringing the hospital um, the next day from the UK. I okay. rang. But Yvonne, take us back to about your, tell me about your twins. Yeah, in um, 1985, I had two little girls, Jennifer and Marie. Um, they were born at 23 and a half weeks, so they were premature. Mm. Jennifer lived for 55 minutes and Marie lived for six hours. Okay. Um, so um, that was, we went through that, it was yeah. very hard. Yeah. And did you, did you we, the funeral, the remains, what um, happened? It was in, uh, the, the, at the time I was very young, I was only 20, and okay. um, the hospital said that be, they, they would bury the babies. So I didn't know anything about funerals or how you'd mm-hmm. go about it. And I just said, oh, yeah, you know, I thought. So the hospital, there was a hospital burial. So they buried them in um, Glasnevin, the, the Holy Angels Plot in Glasnevin. And had you any hand actor part in this, this service? No, no. And I didn't know at the time, Joe. Yeah, you were to, so young. Yeah. Hadn't a clue. <laughs> yeah. So the hospital said we looked after everything. Yeah, yeah. And they took the babies. The babies, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So now you're watching the Late Late Show. Uh, women on are talking about the organs of their deceased children being removed without their permission. And but, but how how did you? Do you know? Do you understand how you got that sensation? No, I always felt a connection with the hospital, like a draw to the hospital. You know, this connection, yeah. like call me mad or whatever. But I always felt a connection, and the minute I heard that, I just felt. I kept feeling. 
I felt they were in the hospital. Okay. And I kept ringing the hospital every day from the UK. Yeah. And the first day I rang the secretary, you know, whoever answered the phone said, the yeah. receptionist said, um, oh, no, no, this is a maternity hospital. This doesn't happen here. This is, you know, okay. they were sick children. And I'd ring every day. I wanted to be put through the de- to the pathology department to speak to the pathologist. I just, I can't describe why I did this. I just kept doing it. And then one day, um, the reception said, oh, are you the lady that had the twins? And I sat down because I knew. I said, if they know me, they know. They know. They've disc- you know, she knew who I was. So there yeah. was something. I had an idea it was something. So eventually... And up, up to that, sorry, Yvonne, where you've been told when you rang, where they saying to you, did you mention the late, late? And did they say, oh, remember, the late, late was for children who were in Crumlin Hospital? Yeah, they said they were a maternity hospital and it didn't happen. She says, nothing like that happens here. You know, we're okay. a maternity hospital. Okay, so when you when you realised they knew you as the mother of the twins, why? What made you twig that there was something definitely going on here? Um, just the fact she, she knew me and put me straight through then to okay. pathology. Do you know? So she knew. Well, she probably knew me from ringing every day. I just kept you have great perseverance. I know why <laughs> they are two babies. I had a um, feeling, and my niece was born in um, Hollis Street okay. a few years earlier. And like that, when I was in the hospital, I couldn't even walk up the stairs. I felt this connection with the hospital that I can't describe. And even going in to see Hannah, I was like, like this terrible feeling, you know. And I didn't know my children were in that hospital. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. When I was seeing, I went in to see Hannah. They were in the hospital down a corridor. Or it, you know, it just. But I could feel something was wrong, wow. you know. I yeah. So you got on, you, one the phone calls, your persistence phone call worked and you got on to the pathologist. What did the pathologist say? Um, he said, oh, we may have some slides or we may have some tissue. I'll check, I'll ring you back tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And then eventually when I spoke to the next day, he said, are you, a, are you on your own? And I was. I was living in England and I was on my own. Okay. And I said, he obviously wanted to see was I with somebody because of what he was going to say. Mm. And I said, just tell me. Just tell me. So I had a pen and at the time a fool's cap page. And as he spoke the words, I just wrote down because my head, you know, I had yeah. to sit down. I obviously felt weak and faint. Yeah. And I started to write down what organ. I said, just tell me what you took. So they started to name all. He started to name all the organs, and I wrote them down: heart, lungs, kidneys. You know, the list is endless. Names of uh, parts of your body that I didn't know you had: adrenal glands, pituitary glands, yeah. everything. Um, kidneys, liver, uh, womb, ovaries, fallopian tubes. Now oh the babies God. were eleven ounces and a pound and two ounces. I don't know how they even seen their either ovaries yeah. must have been so tiny skin, bone, everything. I was at the end of the Fool's Cap page with all the list of what they had done and they still had them. And I said, where are they? And he said, we have them here in the hospital on a shelf, on a shelf. And picked your children on a shelf. I spoke to your researcher earlier and I said, you absolutely could not possibly feel how I and other parents would feel until it happened. No one can have that feeling till it actually happens to them. The feeling of, because it's so, it's a feeling outside that you'd, it's mm-hmm. not natural feeling to feel so. No one else could have this feel, you know, could feel this. So your children are on, this, so 
the first thing I said to him then was, get the, is there a priest or a chaplain in the hospital? Yeah. Please get him going, bless them, just bless them. Because yeah. I had all feelings of, you know, first of all, being blessed, but after that, the days after, it was nightmares about um, not at peace, nothing, you know, mm. like the undead or not, you know, that way, not gone yeah. to rest. And, and that horrible feeling of them not being complete. I said, what did you bury? And he, they said, yeah, we buried their bodies. So literally skin and bone they buried. But they had taken skin and bone as well. They had taken everything. They had, and I said, what did you do with them? What, when you had them? Oh, well, we used to take them every now, out every now and again. And we'll say, like, we wanted to examine a heart and we'd take a piece out and we'd, you know. I said, did you learn anything? No. Did it save any babies? No. Did I was trying to find any consolation mm-hmm. that for 15 years, this is what they were doing to my two children. 15 years. 15 years. It was 15 years later. But they had been through the years using the organs for whatever they wanted them for. So, um... And did he say... Yvonne, I'm I'm looking at them now. No, he would have been in the patel. They would have been just stored in a storeroom okay. somewhere. Okay. Do you know what I mean? In glass jars or whatever. No, no. Well, I don't know what way they okay. stored them. Yeah, I don't know what way. But were the, were the babies' names on them? Twin one and twin two, they would have been called. My twins are Jennifer was and Marie. So, um, and how did he identify them as your twins, Jennifer and Marie? Did it was there a date of birth on them? They or? have, yeah. They yeah, would twi- yeah. they be okay. twin They'd babies to, of yeah. me, yeah, you know that way. Yeah. Like, um, okay. So then I came home from England, and I first but thing just, I wanted to see. The but babies. how how did you manage that day? How did you? This. Absolutely. And you, yeah. Yeah. Um, emotionally, I got very very sick, very emotionally, um, mm. like post traumatic stress disorder. Um, terrible nightmares, insane nightmares. I was living in England at the time, and then I came home, and I'd really my first of all, my family were wonderful, and my sister, who spoke for me, Fiona, she spoke for me to do with everything because I couldn't mm. even speak. I was very sick, but when I came home from England, my my best friend Yvonne, another Yvonne, I grew up with Yvonne, and she literally looked after me, like every, completely mm. looked after me. You know what I mean? Because I was so I got very sick emotionally. I wasn't mm. able to cope. I wanted to see the babies, and yeah. they said, no, um, you couldn't. They actually thought there was something wrong with me, and then they said, I'll, they said I'd have to go to see a psychiatrist because there was some, you know, because I wanted to see the babies. And they sent me eventually, by the time the appointment for the psychiatrist came, it was three months later. And when I went into the psychiatrist in the hospital, he said, you were the one of the first, you were the, I was one of the first, and they actually didn't know what to do with me, but it seemed it was a natural reaction that parents wanted to see their babies. But they didn't know that when they were dealing with me in the beginning, you know, they didn't. Mm. But you, he said, you can see your babies. It's, um, you know, it's okay. Um, we have them, they're down the corridor and you can see them. So Fiona was with me, practically carrying me because I would be so yeah. distraught. And they brought me to a little room and they had a beautiful, like a new little tiny healing room with armchairs and a candle. And there was a nun there and it was really, really beautifully just a table. And they had two, uh, like, plastic jars with twin one and twin two on the table. And it was all real nice and peaceful, nearly like a healing, kind of was relaxing. So in I went, and the minute I sat down, I opened the first jar, which was twin one, which would be Jennifer. Mm. And it was like all the organs were um, in, like, a shrink, you know, shrink wrap yeah. bag. 
and they were actually the length, you know, rolled up. But when you opened it out, it was the length of the babies. Do you know what I mean? It was like, it felt the weight of the babies. It felt like the whole mm-hmm. baby. And I put her into my um, arm and um, while I opened the other jar, and I, which would be Marie, and I turned mm-hmm. to Fiona. I had never held Jennifer when she died. Okay. I'd only held Marie. And I said, Fiona, this was her arm. And I put her into the arm that was... I had held Jennifer in my, Marie in my left arm and I put her into my right arm. That was her place. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I had, so I had the two of them in my arms. And here in an insane place, it was lovely. The three of us were back okay. together. They were in my arms and I could hold them and I put them to two of them to my face. The two, now they're both plastic bags, but I put the two yeah. of them to my cheeks. The two of them, the tr- I was actually rocking with them. And it was like the three of us were back together, and it was like lovely in an in, a, in an insane way. But like I was happy mm. to be with them. Do you know what I mean? And then I was pointing out to Fiona. I says, "Look, Fiona. I like proud of how healthy." I said, "Look at the pointing at each organ. Go, look, Fiona, how healthy they are. Like I made all them. See, you know the way you're proud of your baby. Yeah, look, they're doing. Yeah. I was proud how healthy you they looked." Them. And, and also, yeah. you know the way you say you love your children, no matter what they look like. Yeah. I know you love your children, even without skin. You love your children. They were my children in my arms, and you love them. You don't need, doesn't matter what they look like. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> you still love them. So Fiona, said, this is like a healing. It was like, do you know, it was lovely to be, not, I wouldn't like, you know, I wouldn't recommend to go through this, but... Yeah. To be together with them was nice. And then I had to I placed them. I was able to place them myself then in the coffin and, you know, have time, as much time as I wanted with them, which was really... And who else was uh, in the room, Yvonne? Obviously the wonderful you, but the wonderful Fiona as well. My sister, yeah. yeah. And um, I think there was probably a nun there. Yeah, I, think, okay. I don't think anybody else was there. And did a nun say anything? No, I think she said prayers and things. And, you know... Um, it was just, it was just, do you know what it was? And your researcher said it this morning, the respect shown to babies. And mm. that's all it was about, respect. That they, you know, just they were respectful towards them. And that meant so much to me. They're, you know what I mean? That being on a shelf or the way they've treated, you mm. know, them up to now, it's the respect, you know, that they were treated and respectfully. Did, and did Hollis Street apologise? No, 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 no. Ever? No. They said they buried, they helped bury the babies, like they paid for the funeral and whatever, and um, they gave me counselling and said I could have counselling whenever I needed And But no, no, they, and they, they didn't apologise. But, but you, you now were reunited with your two babies who you thought were intact and buried in Glasnevin. Yeah, yeah. But in fact, a significant part of their existence, and they did live for a number of hours, but a significant part of their their body was in a jar just off Marion Square in Dublin. Yeah, yeah. And I remember when they wouldn't let me see them. I said, well, the people walking by can see them. Why can't I? The person cleaning the room up on the floor is right beside my babies. Why can she stand there and I can't, or he can stand there and I can't? Mm-hmm. You know that feeling of it, it to be just left. It's to just, yeah, just to be left sitting there. You know. 
And was it's it? Terrific, horrific. Yeah. And and you've articulated it so brilliantly and so so movingly. The connection is so deep, is so deep, Yvonne. But is it, what what happened next, Yvonne? You're in the room. Your two babies are there. You found them. Yeah. They've been missing for 15 years and it was your tenacity that found them. What was it yeah. like to be reunited with them? Sorry? What was it? What was it like to be reunited with your two babies? Oh, that's what I said, Joe. It was it was lovely to be... That's what happened to them to my cheeks, you yeah, know, and just yeah. the feeling to be with them. It's like the three of us are back together again and I was loving the three of us being back together again. I loved it. Yeah. Like that's, that feeling of being... I just wanted to be with them because you want to still want to be with them. Should they be thir- they were thir- would have been thirty seven there in August. And did you, you decide? They don't leave my life. Of like. course. And did you decide there and then what you wanted to do with with the remains of your your babies? Oh yeah. First of all, I wanted this feeling of wanting your baby back together. So you, you, yeah. like you want to fix. So you wanted to be whole again. So the first thing I wanted was I want the coffin, the original coffin dug up and I want the babies all put back together you know to put in the mm-hmm. same coffin at least and that they're all together and they said no you can't do that they'll have to go in on another coffin and this tormented me my head did they just, give did they give a reason for saying no um, they, for initially they didn't and they said oh no you can't dig up the grave and I was ready to go out mm. to glass seven with a shovel mm. I will get that I'll dig that grave up myself I don't care I don't care but then because I just this urge, I can't describe this yeah. urge to put your every to put them back together and just have yeah. them complete. And um, then they said, "Well, there's loads of babies buried on top of them, so you wouldn't disturb another lady's baby." And that was what made me stop. That yeah. made me stop. Um, um, you know, wanting yeah. to dig up the grave. Yeah. So they had to be buried, you know, in a separate coffin. Then yeah, in, they would be still in the same plot. So. I wasn't able to bury them. I was. I didn't have the strength to go through carrying the coffin out of the hospital. Um, I couldn't. I could hardly walk. My sister, um, all my friends and family were enormous support. So then just before their birthday in August, I said, you have to do this. You have to get yourself together and, you know, get a strength. And you do get a strength. And always, I said, your babies do give you a strength to do the funeral. Yeah. So I did it in the August and the hospital arranged it and they had a lovely service in the hospital that all my aunts and family okay. could come and they all got to see the babies because nobody had seen the babies when yeah. they were born, not even my mother yeah, and it is so. one of her big regrets, she never got to see them and um, nobody had seen them, only myself and my partner and um, we had a service and they, it was lovely and everybody held them and everything and it was that meant so much to me to share my lovely yeah. babies with my family it was lovely so then my friend Yvonne helped me carry because I still wasn't well Joe it took me yeah, a long, long time to get well um, she helped me carry the coffin and she helped me she sat in the back of the car with me in the hearse going to the graveyard and I couldn't have done it without Yvonne because she we grew up together we're best friends yeah and um, Yvonne helped, and we got to the graveyard, and 
we had a lovely service and buried them. Yeah. We had to, uh, things that upset me at the time was we had to come out the back door of the hospital. I was so obsessed why? Um, because why? people aren't allowed to see oh, um, okay. coffins. It's not nice for people. Yeah. And the other thing I was upset about was it couldn't be in the morning, it had to be af- in the afternoon going to Glasnevin because people don't like to see babies' coffins. So you can't go, everything, I couldn't do that would be normal. Oh. You know, I couldn't go at the normal time to the graveyard it couldn't yeah. go normal everything has to be hidden away hidden away from like it doesn't happen you know it's always like it didn't really happen do you know that way and at any stage Yvonne did um did did Hollis Street say well Yvonne do you not remember did they try and explain why they did it no did they try and explain how they did it did they try and explain did they say Oh, we, we, this is normal, or you were young, you might have forgotten that we asked you, or they didn't no. offer any explanation. No, no. And, and, no, I remember, and no apology. Yeah. No, no. And I remember, Joe, when they were born, after a few, a while after, the sister came in and she said, they're going to need to examine your babies to see why they died. And I course, said, oh, yeah. okay. So they did say they were going to examine them. You mm. know, in other words, do a post-mortem. But um, at the time, they didn't mention anything about keeping, you know, or yeah, retaining yeah. organs, nothing like that, that they just find out what they did. And I did say, oh, yeah, yeah, you know the way, because to find out why they died. Mm-hmm. And if, it was a funny thing as well. They died from a twin-to-twin transfusion. Okay. And I didn't learn that till 15 years later. I learned that in the organ retention. I never knew that back at the time. You know, it was things they just didn't tell you. I think, so the reason then. they said we want to find out how how Jennifer Marie died. Yeah, yeah. But they didn't. They didn't tell me then, no. No. They found out, they said to me, I said in the, it was in the report then, it was an oral okay. transfusion. But did they know that shortly after the babies yeah. died? Yeah, yeah, yeah but they, they ne- knew. But they never told you? No, no. And my sister Fiona, she went on to have twins and, I often thought that was our family history. We need to know about that twin to twin transfusion in case yeah, it's fairly, again. It's, it's not uncommon. Yeah, yeah. And now yeah. you can have, you know, they can fix yeah, repairs yeah. in the womb and stuff now, you know. But they Too also said, you, just to be clear, did they, did they also say that, okay, we retained, and I, I, I don't even know how to use the, what, what language I should use, Yvonne. Are they saying they retained most of your baby's bodies. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're they're saying that, but they said we didn't we didn't actually learn anything from it. No. Yeah. They definitely didn't because I was trying to console myself. So what what type know? of medical arrogance allows that to happen? Yeah. Yeah. And disregard for. Yeah. I don't know. Um, you're a remarkable one. Fiona is there. Fiona, good afternoon. Hi, how are you? How are you doing? Um, you, you were there with Yvonne, as you say, through all of this. I was. And Hi. You, you were in the room when the nun was there and the, the jars were there. Yeah, Yvonne, you're doing great. Fair play to you. Yeah. It was, it's, I mean, it's the saddest thing. And, you know, she's very brave and she's very strong. I don't know if I could have gone through it. But just, she actually spoke there a minute ago about what I was going to say. We went to meet up in the hospital and there was the head of the pathology, I think, 
and a counsellor as far as I know. And we were there for quite a long time. Mm-hmm. And basically we were kind of, well, I know for me, I was kind of looking for an answer for her as to why this happened yeah. and what the result of it all was, what they achieved from this. So they kept going on about, you know, well, we did it for research. And I was saying, well, we're all, for, you know, we're all for research and that's how we learn yeah. and that's yeah. how, you know, things happen. But I said, why did nobody ask her? Nobody yeah. asked her. Um, could they hang on to the orbits or whatever? They kept yeah. her placenta as far as I know as well. Um, and I know at one stage I said to him, he was listing off the things, and I said, and what actually did you bury, skin and bone? And he said, no, we left the eyes. We left the eyes. Yeah, but they took everything else, everything else. So then we went on, obviously I don't, it's not the significant event, I don't really remember, but I said yeah. to him, well, you know, did you get a result from this? Yeah. What was the result? So as Yvonne said it there, it was twin-to-twin transfusion. I said, okay. And Yvonne said, well, Fiona's had twins here. My daughter had just been born there as well. Mm-hmm. Now, mine were non-identical, so that wasn't going to happen to them. But it could be a history that we need to know. Yeah, so, yes, yeah. there's research playing its, its role, okay? So I said, well, when did you actually find out yeah. this result? So um, he said, oh, well, you know, we did a bit of this and we did a bit of... So eventually I said, was it this year? Was it last yeah, year? Was yeah, it 15 years yeah. ago? Two weeks after they took everything, they had that result. And I said, well, why did anybody, why didn't anybody Say tell it. her? Yeah. It was really just awful. It was absolutely awful. And then we got them back, but they said they were on slides and they were on all sorts of things in the lab. And they used yeah. them. And I remember we got them back in those plastic bags. And then we laid them to rest with the rest of them. Yeah. Just your, 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 your... Human description of it has brought it home, I think, to so many people about the It's barbaric. The horror, yeah. It really is barbaric. Like and they're doing this for research, that's great. Why do you just not ask the person exactly. that you're taking it from? I know somebody else, they exactly. have their mother's brain. You know, what? they found that out. And what do they think? I don't know. What did they think of your sister Yvonne? That they could simply take her two babies that she had given birth to, had carried and given birth to. And this is, an, uh, Yvonne, forgive me for this phrase, but they hollowed out the two babies yeah. for their own. They don't, they couldn't even offer a reason when, they were, when Yvonne's persistence and maternal instincts found them out. Yeah. And they never told her till that day what they discovered from this research. And they never so apologise for not asking. No. They never apologise for not telling. Yeah. So, Joe, you asked me what they thought of her doing yeah, this. Yeah, Obviously yeah. nothing. They didn't think anything of her or any of these victims. I said to him, it's like Why? a violation. It's like a, a rape or something. You can't go back and fix yeah. this. It's done. You know, and it's... it's I mean, I'm her sister. I can only imagine this didn't happen to me. And just the way I feel about it, I just can't imagine how she deals with it. Yeah. At all. You know, I think she's very brave yeah. to come on and talk about it. And Yvonne, how do you deal with it? Obviously, you, you'll, you'll, you'll remark on Fiona and reference her, but how, how do you... Do it? I presume you, could, you told me a few minutes ago they would have been, what, 37, so there's not a... I presume there's not a day goes by, is there? 
not a day, Joe. They live with me. They live with me. And not in a morbid way, in a yeah, happy way. Yeah, yeah. They're always with me. But I would cry still about them. You know, you still the feeling doesn't go away. Yeah. You know, of the loss when they were born. And, and the organ retention then was worse than them actually dying in 1985. What I went through mm. in 2000 was worse. And they just stay with me all the time. You just, you live your life differently. You know, you live, mm-hmm. you, you know, you could be sad, and, but you just live it differently. And then they give me a strength, Joe. I really, I turn to them. And sometimes if, my, if I forget, my friend Yvonne will ring. Oh, yeah, you know, the twins are looking after you. You know, you're going yeah, through something. Yeah. And I go, oh, Yvonne. And she, she'll remind me or something will happen that will remind me. You know, you get a song will come on the radio and say, like, we're here and... Um, like when I went to have my, I have two wonderful sons, and uh, when I was having Andrew, um, like that, I believe they were with me, and the same when I was having Elias. You know, they, yeah, I yeah. believe they're watching over the pair of them because you yeah, know the fact yeah. I have the two of them, they're my life, my absolute life, um, and I believe they, you know, that definitely they're looking after me as well. I always feel that, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's an incredible, and even it's back in the news again. Um, and as you say, you you were watching the late late, and uh, it used to be on in the UK, it wasn't it? Tara Television or something. There used to be broadcasts. Of, this is pre the internet, but you could watch the late late in England on a platform. I think it was called Tara Television. So this was this, and and you you spoke also, Yvonne, about this sensation you got in the hospital that your babies were there now. You were yeah. right. Yeah. But the sensation you talked about of having the two of them in your crooked arm, arms, your mm. the remains of the two of them, what, what, what was that like? Well, it was the two of them. It was yeah. the two of them. It was, yeah. them. It okay. was the two of them. So it's just holding your babies again and getting the chance to, after, well, I'd never held Jennifer. I'd never held yeah. her. So for to, to hold her for the first time in my arms, I, oh, it, it was wonderful in a horrific yeah. situation, if you can imagine. You know, it was like... But still no apology. No, no, no. Can I just say something there? Of course, I, Fiona, I, rem- yeah. I remember, sorry, Yvonne, I remember her arms aching after she had the babies. Her arms ached okay. to hold her babies, which I'm sure happens to a lot of people who live this. So there is, like, obviously being a mother, there's a thing that you need to nurture your baby and hold your baby. And I remember yeah. that for a long time. And that's very significant when she's saying that holding these little pieces of her babies in yeah. her arms. And I remember my mother um, at the time said when I came home from the hospital, I had a feeling I'd go, when I went back for the six weeks checkup that they'd have the babies and that they are so young yeah. and that they'd say to you, oh, no, they were all right. We just didn't want to tell you, but we still have them here. And mother said to me later, she said, you kept going on about it and it was terrible. Awkward, you know. I kept saying, "I think they have them. I think they they go. I'm going to go back in and they'll give them to me." And she said, "I kept saying it. I had the feeling back then. I, you're like you're still connected to your child. You, I had that feeling. I felt connected to them. You know, yeah. all the years that there was some connection. Draw to the hospital. I could, if I was driving through traffic, I could tell you there. Hollow Street is there. Yeah. I knew where it always was in my radar. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It, uh, weird, yeah. like you know." sense a sense what is it you know about this country and the treatment of women in medical issues hep c cervical 
the uh, ignorance about the menopause, the ignorance about endometriosis, which you did a few weeks ago. Um, that we did, was it three, four years ago, we did the, tr the treatment of women in maternity hospitals. And that was a revelation to a lot of people. Um, and now this, again, this, this horrific story of what, I, I can't get a glimpse what what propelled them or whatever uh, to do it. Uh, Yvonne, may Jennifer and Marie continue to rest safely in your loving embrace, which Thank I think our listeners, I'm looking at the reaction, your listeners can feel and sense, you say you could sense your children in that hospital. Well, they can sense the love you have for those two beautiful, beautiful girls. Thank you, um, and may they rest. May they rest in peace. And uh, look after yourself, Yvonne. Yvonne, look after Fiona. Fiona looks after Yvonne and vice versa. I know you. I know your extended family. They're the warmest, most embracing family you're likely to come across. So you're never without support. Yeah. Um, and I'm your, very lucky. your two boys as well. So, uh, Yvonne, thank you so much. You've made such a an important contribution to this discussion today. I think it will, it will be a long, long time before people including myself, forget your contribution and will be uh, never that you will forget uh, Jennifer and Marie. God bless the two of them. Thanks, thank you. Thanks, Yvonne Mahan. Thank, thank you, Joe. Fiona. Thank you both. Thank, thank you, Joe. Thank, thank you. Bye-bye. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Uh, Bernadette, good afternoon. You're good afternoon, Joe. You're How listening. are you? Good, thanks. You're listening to Yvonne Mahan and her sister Fiona there. Um, and the same thing happened to you. Oh, the, every word that Yvonne said, said the, the exact same thing happened to me. Um, it was, um, my daughter was born in 1987, the 12th of January, but I knew 35 weeks before she, she was going to be born that she wouldn't survive. Okay. She had uh, spina bifida hydrocephalus. Right. So um, anyway, I went. I went two weeks over, and um, I went in to have the baby, and I had a normal birth. Um, um, obviously, um, I, they wouldn't let me see her. Um, okay. They just took her away, and um, I, I just. I don't know. I felt very strange anyway, but I was put onto a ward, a separate ward, and. Um, they just sent me home then. I, mm -hmm. I went, actually I went, they let me see her, but they brought me into the little church that they had there and the, was the, the porter brought her in in a, in, it was like a sports bag and they just opened the bag and they took the coffin out and um, the, the nurse that was there, she took the lid off it, but they wouldn't let me take her out of the coffin to hold her. Mm. And um, I asked why, and they said because we just don't do that. But they, they wouldn't let me say what there or anything, and they just put the, the lid on the coffin and put it back in the bag, and off off she went. So um, that was it. I never I never saw her again. And then I was uh, left two weeks. I was in hospital week and a half. Sorry, yeah. and um, that was like for those I went. I, they, I never saw her again. I never saw her again. They they just wouldn't let me see her. Um, but anyway, for, for for those years, I knew that she, they they said they would put her in Glasnevin. They wouldn't let me go back then. It was very strange back then. Oh. But um, um, I knew for for all those years. I knew for all those years that there just was not. She wasn't at rest. 
And then one day I was in work and a girl said to me, oh, Bernard, Bern, look what's at the front of the paper. And there were all these little take, shelves in Hollis Street Hospital with all, yeah. they were like little tubs. And um, so that was a Friday, I remember. And I finished work and I went home and I said I'm going to ring them I'm going to ring them so I rang the number of Hollis Street and there was a woman on it and she, I said I told her what and she said um, are you on your own and I just knew are I you just, on your own the exact same thing that was own. said to Yvonne the exact oh my god it's like the same thing with Yvonne and I said I am on my own and she says oh we she's as, as bright as a button she says to me oh we have your daughter's organs here I gave her my daughter's name my date of birth and she said, we have them here. You can come and collect them. Um, but I fought, fought for, for, for them. I fought yeah. so hard. Uh, like my, I got married and I, uh, my husband, he was, he's, he's absolutely brilliant support. And I have a brilliant son. Yeah. Um, and I, my, my son only had a little, little granddaughter on All Souls Day okay, <laughs> this yeah. week. Oh, congratulations. So, um, but yeah, I went to collect them, um, collect Bernadette's organs, and um, they brought me into a room and they wanted to say the rosary. Mm. I said no, they wouldn't like Yvonne, they wouldn't let me go out the front with her. But I am, um, and I had to go out the side. Oh, Joel, I, it's actually hard to explain. Into that lane at the side, isn't there a lane? At the side, yeah, yeah no, so yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, with the car, yeah. yeah. Um, and we had to walk out and get into the car. And I thought to myself, how could they treat a human being so badly? Yeah. It's just, I can't actually explain. Now, it's 30, she'd be, she'd be 30, she's 35 in last okay. January gone. So she'd be 36, uh, 12th yeah. of January next year. But it's the pain that you have in your heart and in your soul that. Somebody could actually take your child that had died yeah. and pull them apart. And I've spoken, I've spoken to Michal Martin, but at the time, he just all he turned around and said to me was that that these things happen. And I said, I remember mm. saying to him, I hope to God nothing like that ever happens to you, and it did. And I, mm. I prayed. I'm not holy. I'm not religious, but I prayed for that man that he would never go through the pain mm -hmm. that, that, that I went through. But it's exactly the same as Yvonne. I, was, I, was, I wasn't asked, could they... I would gladly have got given my daughter's body yeah. to, to find out why these things happen. But nothing, absolutely nothing. And Bernadette, that moment, if you don't mind me asking, when you're in the room and this... Porter comes in and their porters in the hospital are normally one of the friendliest and warmest Absolutely, people. You, yeah. know, you know that. They're the backbone of a lot of hospitals. You don't get enough credit. But the porter comes in with this bag and the coffin is in the bag and you ask whoever the powers that be were in the room, can I see my baby? Did yeah. they, they said no. Did they give a reason? They took they took the coffin out yeah. and they took the lid off it and I wanted to hold her. Okay. I wanted to take her out of the coffin and she wanted yeah. no, you're not no, you're not allowed. But did they give a reason? Did they say No, this no, they never said Yeah. Never said anything. And like I was very young, I was well, I was nineteen and yeah. Yeah. it's yeah. and I, I just wanted to hold her because yeah, I know I'd never see her again. 
um, I knew I like I carried her for nine months, and 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 she wasn't going to live. But the, the fact that I could never ever hold her, and it's like it's like like it, it she's I know she's with me all the time. Yeah, yeah. And as I said, I have a beautiful son and a beautiful new granddaughter, and a fabulous husband. But it's the it's that. It's that just that love that you have in your heart that you want. I wanted to give her such a cuddle that I know I'd, I'd only be able to ever give her one, but I wasn't given that opportunity to do that. Yeah. And um, and they I, didn't. I just, they, they didn't offer any good reason why you couldn't lift up your baby. No, and she just said no. We, you're not. And allowed. you're you're inches away from your baby from Bernadette. I was in, she was looking, well, she obviously her eyes were closed. Yeah. They, they took everything. They even took her eyes. They took every organ because I have a list of the, I have a list of everything that they took. Um, And it's just that she never got the justice. And like Yvonne said, I, I wanted to take her organs. I wanted to put her all together. Yeah. You know, because she was separate and they said, oh, you can't do that because of the other out oh, there, oh, yeah. little babies, and I, I understood that. I mean, I wouldn't like have, have somebody mm. to have done that, but I never got like I just never got to hold her and and told her I was sorry and and but they had taken everything, absolutely everything from her, um, and I just I just feel that it's it's yeah. it was so wrong at the time, but I I could not get on to anybody to talk and ask them why and mm. like like Yvonne said there like oh we do it like they didn't they didn't learn anything I I could I only had another son because of what happened to Bernadette I it was mm. a miracle and he is a miracle Gary is a miracle okay. but um, my firstborn was um, had died. And I just didn't get the love, and I feel that the love, I the love is still here for. Yeah. You know. And then when when were you reunited with your baby then? Well, I I was only reunited with her organs. Yeah. I they only they gave me the or the organs in a in a a, a white coffin, okay. and they just handed it to me. And, and, it was, and it was the same as out the side door into that lane. Or... Out out the side door into the horrible lane and just into the car and we brought her home. Yeah. And then we brought her out to... um well, you brought her home, that was nice. Glasnevin, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah just Glasnevin. But I just feel that there's so many women out there with mm-hmm. the same story, you know. And um, Yvonne, everything that Yvonne said exactly happened to me. Every every bit, but that's just the way it did was. They, then, did he so. apologise to you, Bernadette? No, no. I met the the pathologist, and he was he started crying. He said, "Oh, please forgive me." And I said, "I forgive you for what you've done, but why did you do it?" It's not so much what they didn't ask my permission. Yeah, that, yeah, that's the hard. Yeah. Why was this, Why was there such coldness? I don't know, Joe. I don't know. I really don't know. Um, you learn a lot from it. I, I became a very hard person. I became very, very hard. Mm. Other things happened in my life as well. Bad things happened and I became an alcoholic and, and that. So a lot of things happened. Mm. But I'm I'm in a good place now. Yeah, great. I'm in a really nice. good place. Nice. But it, it it's still not at rest. You know, it's still, mm. I, I still haven't done the best for, for Bernadette. You know, um, say say with us, say with us, and you you called her after 
She had your own Well, you name. see, back, back then, I, you weren't allowed to give the bay. If it was a boy, it was called John, and it was a girl, it was called Mary. Okay. And I said, I wanted to hide another name for her, but I wasn't allowed to give it to her. Okay, um, you're saying if, if a child is stillborn? Yeah, back back then. Well, back then is 1985. It's not that 87. 87, 87 yeah. 87, yeah. yeah. But yeah. Back, back then, the, the, if a child was stillborn, the names were predetermined, John or yeah. Mary. Yeah, yeah, the names, are the, that's the preset to me. The names are, are that, like, if you have a boy, it's called John, you have a girl, it's called Mary. Why, Father, why? I have no idea. And I, I had another name for and I... I why matron, the, why? Why do, why consultant, invariably a man at that stage, which we all had to call Mr. Why, yeah. Why did these things happen? I have no why idea. Does, there, there why was it I such don't. a cold house for women? I, don't, I think it was, just, well, the fact I wasn't married as well was just, that's you no, know... That's no one's business. Uh, well, uh, back, uh, Joe, you know, back then, like, yeah, you know, okay, people... Yeah, 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 I'm not being... You know. I won't be too naive, okay? That's, <laughs> but, um, stay with us for a sec, Bernard. I want to bring Francis Gardner in. Francis, good afternoon. Hi, Joe. Yeah, back to, again to June 1985. Yeah, 9th of June, um, 1985, Christina was born. Yeah. Yeah. And she well, was born in uh, Dublin Hospital, and um, I knew... Ten days before she was born, that she was going to be stillborn. Okay. So I um, I had a tough, tough couple of days in labour, and uh, she was born on a Sunday morning. And I I did get to hold her yeah. after she was born for about five minutes, and um, yeah, so we. We buried her with Enda's father, who had been buried in Galway. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I knew she was going to be stillborn, I visited my parish priest, and I asked, "Could I, you know, what what arrangements could I make?" I knew she was going to be stillborn, yeah. and uh, he told me I couldn't have a funeral for her because she wouldn't be baptized. So, um, Enda's cousin um, took the grave and we went down with our family. Mm-hmm. Again, we were taken out through the side door into the lane. And uh, we buried Christina with Enda's dad. And uh, maybe about nine or ten years later, I was washing the floor in the kitchen mm-hmm. and I was listening to your show and I heard about organ retention yeah. in the particular hospital I had gone to in Dublin. Yeah. And I just thought to myself, God, they'd never have done that to Christina. And I rang the number mm. and uh, they told me they'd ring me back. I gave them all the details. Yeah. And they rang me back and told me that all Christina's organs and they listed out everything. So I asked them, what, what did I bury? Yeah. And they said, we put cotton wool inside her and swooped her up. We put cotton, we put cotton wool inside Christina yeah. and sewed her up. 
So I knew, I mean, for me, that day, hearing that, it was, it put me right back to when she was born. And I knew I couldn't just go through, um, go through that again, burying the organs. So then I decided we'd get them cremated. Okay. And at that stage, my mum was dead, yeah. and we sketched them at her grave. Slowly. And did you, like, this whole thing of the priest saying, I can't, as if the baby, as if Christina didn't exist. Yeah. I tried for years to get a birth search for her, to acknowledge the fact yeah. that we had a daughter. And I was told, because she was stillborn, we couldn't do that. And did you get the birth cert? No, I never got a birth cert. I never got a birth cert. Well, Christina lives on your uh, daily, hourly memory. I had uh, three kids after that. Yeah. We were very lucky. We had three kids after yeah. that. And I always, always said, if anybody ever said to me, oh, you have three kids. And I said, no, I have four. Oh. And when this they co- always knew that a bigger sister. And Christina would be what thirty seven now. Yeah, yeah, like like Yvonne's uh, two babies, Jennifer and Marie. Um apology from the hospital? Never. I didn't want to post mortem done. I was yeah. adamant about that at the time. Okay. I was told I had no choice. I hmm. knew this wasn't going to bring her back. Yeah. But I was told I had no choice. You had no choice. So the power resided with the hospital? Yeah. And what they could do with your baby? Yeah. Now, did they explain, well, we need to find out exactly what happened, or did they... I didn't find out till 10 years later. And I got a post-mortem report of her then. And did that enlighten you anymore? No, not really. Yeah. Um, you, you know, you, it, it, it was never going to bring her back, Joe. And uh, to this day, I still don't fully understand what happened to her. And is it, and Bernadette, is to you as well, um, the fact that the hospital has never apologised. No. No. Did you, is it have, just, you it, have, you, have you given up? I know you're not a giver-upper, obviously, all the women that were on here. Not, but have you given up on that prospect that the hospital might ever say, listen, we did wrong, we were arrogant, we were cold, we were dismissive of women? No, I'll, I'll never give up because, you know, Times are changing and maybe, maybe there might be somebody that says, oh God, like this is just terrible. We ha- we have to apologise to all those mm-hmm. women. We have to. I'm not giving up hope. I'm not. Because I, 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 I want, I, I, I want it for me, but I also want it for Bernadette. Apology for what they done. 
to her. And, that's, and maybe someday, Joe, maybe. Yeah. But I'll never give up. I'll never I'll wait. I'll wait for the postman someday to yeah. come with a registered letter from them. And I, yeah. I didn't go back to Hollis Street. And all the times my friends and family that have had children, I was going in there to visit them. And I did, thought that, that my daughter was organs were all just on the shelves. Yeah. On the next well, floor or whatever. Yeah. In the same, or even in the same the, building. The same building. Yeah. I could never, I, now I didn't go there to have my son. I just could not go through that door, those doors ever again after yeah. that. Never. Um, I, at the rotunda, I went, I had my son in the rotunda, which they were brilliant. Yeah. But, but it's, I, I, I hope someday maybe I will, Joe, but if not, I mean, it's, that's, that's their problem. Yeah, it's not, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, well framed, yeah. Yeah, well so framed. it is because yeah. it's, 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 it'll live with them, it, you know, even though it's living with me, um, it, it, it will live with them, but maybe someday, I don't know. Yeah. It would be nice. And Francis, in, in, as you say, you have no bear, you weren't allowed to have a bear cert for Christina. No. Uh, I, I presume she's marked on the grave. Her name is on the grave. Yeah, yeah, yeah her name is great. on the grave. Um, our brother, uh, Enda's brother, actually did that. Did it. Yeah. Okay, and, and she's forever engraved on your yeah. your heart, obviously. Um, uh, Francis, thank you, thank you so much. Um, and thanks for highlighting it, Joe. Well, it's it's people like Yvonne and people who rang in years ago about it, and then the, then we hear. I know whatever comes up every now and again, but there's no legislation. No. But common decency. And common sense and humanity does not need legislation. Things are changing. I mean, yeah. you know, thank God things are changing. But unfortunately, it's just too late for their, you know, for yeah. all the kids who were born years ago. Okay. Mm. Uh, well, uh, kind regards, Francis, and and uh, Thanks, Christina. May Christina rest in peace, and uh, Bernard as well, and your Bernard. Thank uh, you, Joe, very much. Thank you, thank you very much. It's a privilege to sit here and listen to these uh, incredible stories, and hopefully, there's learning in it for so many, for so many people, and hopefully, uh, though, though the, the the maturity that it, the, the women today have brought to the um, brought to this program in terms of how they understand what happened to their children and their tenacity in trying to find out what happened to their children. Uh, leaves uh, everyone, like including me, uh, speechless. Thank you, Bernadette, and thank, thank you, you, Francis. Very much, Joe. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Bye thank bye. You. Bye thank bye. Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Talk to Joe on 0818 And Joe at RT.ie. And remember, is that primetime programme? pointed out last night as Primetime investigates or RT investigates to call it now but it was on Primetime but it's from the RT investigation unit led by uh, Hugh Orman formerly of this parish uh, as they revealed last night it's still happening there's still an issue in, in our in our hospitals uh, Sandra good afternoon Hi Joe how are uh, you uh, You're listening to those incredible uh, women oh, Wonderful ladies absolutely yeah. wonderful ladies and it was just bringing back memories for yeah. me. Now, thankfully, I wasn't, well, that I'm aware of in the mm. same situation as in regards of, I don't think my daughter's organs were taken, but um, things that I was to change, I had 
my daughter in the year 2000. Okay. So I think things have improved listening to those ladies just in certain things, but there's okay. my couple of issues where I was nearly seven months pregnant at the time and my waters, well, part of my waters went. So okay. to cut a long story short, as I can, I was taken into the hospital and kept, they were monitoring me, hoping I wouldn't go into labour. Mm-hmm. But they pretty much came in and spoke to us and said, look, if I did go into labour, there's a very slim chance that she might suppose she'd survive. Um, now, I already had two premature babies, so okay. psychologically I was coming, she was going to be okay. And uh, then, unfortunately, I did go into labour the day after St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. And uh, they had told us, to kind of, they advised us, sorry, to make a decision. Because, you know, I was saying, you know, when you're that upset, I was saying, well, mm-hmm. will they even try to save her? Or will they just give up? they given up on her? And they said, no, there will be somebody there, but it will depend on how she is born, basically, what she looks like. So anyway, I we had her, and when I went into labour, one of my things, which I forgot to mention to researcher, was that I asked, could I have a priest? Yeah. Present now, Joe. I'm not over really, overly okay. religious. Yeah, but, but I would yeah. like once they're blessed. Yeah. If she was going to die after birth, and um, after uh, some hours or whatever, I was told there'd be no priest available, mm. and. I was used to seeing the chaplain up in the baby unit with my other babies, yeah. and I said, is there no way? I said, I can have a, baby, a priest to bless my baby if she's going to die. And they said, no, I'm sorry. At that stage, they said, there's not another priest. We just yeah. haven't got one available. They were sharing a priest, apparently. But did so they, that, so, sorry, Sam, did they say we tried a priest and couldn't get one? Because I can't imagine any priest saying no. Yeah, oh yeah, they just said they weren't available because, um, again, like everything else, a shortage of priests. Mm, um, okay. And the, 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 the one close by, the, the church was basically sharing priests so they wouldn't have somebody okay. available yeah, to okay, come up. Yeah. Which I did find surprising. Yeah, so do I, so The chaplain was always there, yeah, yeah. you know, in the baby unit and all, and all the years I was up there, there was always the chaplain yeah. was always around. Yeah. So that upset me for starters. Uh, some family member brought up holy water and um, when I had her anyway, they, uh, they she came out and I just, I caught one of the, you know, they're standing over where they put the babies after they're born. Mm-hmm. And there were two um, doctors there and I just saw him nodding his head to know. So the nurse just lifted her up and put her on my chest and said, yeah. um, she's just taken a breath and she's gone. Okay. She's, she's, she's gone now, she's left. So I had her with me. That's why, unlike the other ladies, mm-hmm. I was allowed. I had her with me in a, a just a private ward. Now, I, I'm not private, Joe. Don't get me wrong. I'm a public yeah, patient. Sure. But under the circumstances. So I was allowed to have her with me during the day. And they would take her off me at the evening for obvious reasons, yeah. which I, in my being upset and all the time, you know, didn't fully want to know or didn't understand. I said, why are you taking her from me? And all the time was in my head about the organ retention because I'd heard about it the years previous. And I said, no, I don't want her taken from me. So um, every time they took her, I when she came back, I know it sounds terrible, Joe, but I undressed her and checked her from head to toe okay. for any markings, yeah, well, of whatever. Yeah. And uh, 
so I'd have her during the day. And again, I'd like the other lady, one of the, la- the lady with the twins, I was rocking her. You know, it's in a, such a natural thing, even though she was gone. I'd walk around the room yeah. and rocking yeah. her. And cradling, cradling. Uh, cradling, exactly, yeah. Joe, exactly. And um, so then we were told, in fairness, to take our time, you know, if I wanted I said, look, I want to bury her myself. So, but they have kept coming in every day. I was there for a few days and they wanted to do an autopsy or post-mortem or whatever on her. And the first question I asked was, well, will it help you either know why she passed away mm-hmm. or will it help other children? And they said, well, no, we know why she passed away because it was just, she was too, we couldn't, her lungs wouldn't have been able to. Basically, would have, yeah. they've done yeah. more damage to her by trying to revive her. And I said, well, then, no, I don't want her touched. Mm-hmm. And But I felt under pressure, Joe, they came in a couple of times a day, wanted me to sign this piece of paper to allow them. Mm-hmm. That's why I felt so sorry for that lady that she was told she had no choice. Yeah. But I was asked to sign the form. And I kept saying, no, definitely not. No, 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 no. So I couldn't wait to get her home. But you, unlike Francis, Francis... Francis asked for a post-mortem and they said no. Mm-hmm. And Sorry, they, they said, sorry, Francis asked that there would not be a post-mortem and they said you have no yeah. choice. Exactly. Okay. That's why when I heard that yeah. on hold, I was surprised. But they said the opposite to you. Yes. So they had a choice. Yes. And they could not know, do it yeah. if I didn't sign the paper. But I, to be perfectly honest, and I know it sounds terrible, I still didn't trust that after all I'd heard previously. Mm-hmm. So that's why every time, you know, I checked her myself. Um, and between the priest, and I just felt under pressure, Joe, because they kept on insisting and insisting. But I said, if it's not going to help anybody, yeah, you, well, I can understand the other ladies yeah. absolutely completely too. You want to know what happened to your baby, but they knew what happened. She was just too small. And I said, you've nothing to gain by, you know, by doing an autopsy on her. Mm. And they still insisted on asking me what I allowed, but I didn't. I just kept saying, no, 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 I wouldn't sign the phone. But I was terrified, Joe, every night when they took her from me. That in case they would do something something unknown. Yeah, and I know that sounds terrible, but it was just all I'd heard. So when we were bringing her home and I was glad the first lady touched on us because mm-hmm. it really upset me and I'd never heard anybody else mention it. When I was leaving the hospital, I wasn't allowed to go out the front door. I had to go out the back door. Into that, and well, I don't know what the, the laying well, is. Well, yeah. The back door would probably... Exactly, exactly. And this back door of the hospital, it, it was all bins basically outside yeah, is where yeah. the bins were collected. Yeah. And I was carrying her out in my arms, Joe. She was a perfectly looking baby, only small. And nobody would have seen her because I don't know if you're familiar with the Moses things we used to carry them out in years ago. They were, you know, zipped up and there, you know, wasn't car seats. It was all blankets underneath and then a Moses, not a Moses basket, but that's what it was called, the the net. And you you basically had her well swaddled. So nobody was ever going to see her. And the coffin had been given to us. It was in a back sack. So Backpack. I was a black sack. A black sack. Yeah. Oh, God. Black sack. 
So we were given the coffin and a black sack. Oh. And I wanted to carry my baby out the front. I'd never walked out with a baby. Well, you know, my other two babies yeah, were premature yeah. as well. But I felt so, I felt like she was some sort of monster. Because I wouldn't, I can understand, Joe, don't get me wrong, I can understand people who are pregnant and going into the hospital. Yeah. But the coffin was in a bag. The baby yeah. was swaddled in my arms. Nobody was going to know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I wasn't going to exactly. try and upset anybody. Exactly. I wouldn't do that. Exactly, exactly. And nobody would have been any of the wiser. But no, we were told we had to go to the back door. Right. Small back door where nobody see us or the baby. Okay. Sandra, and that really hurt me. Stay with us for, for a, a moment, please. Joe at no RT.ie. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Joe Duffy! Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Sandra's still on the line. Anne, Anne Kelly. Hello, Joe. Anne. How are you doing? Good, thanks. How are you doing? All right, Joe. This is bringing back an awful lot of stuff. This should have never happened again. Um, My daughter died on the 1st of June 1986. She was eight and a half. And she died of a stroke, okay? She died very suddenly in a big Dublin hospital. Now, that was hard enough to deal with. But 1999, about three or four days before Christmas Eve, I was coming home from work when I got a call from this Dublin hospital to say to me that I was going to read and see and hear things in the papers. Mm. It was basically about the organ retention scandal. And I said, well, why are you telling me this? Like, my daughter wasn't part of it, wasn't. They said, she was. And um, basically, Joe, to cut a long story short, was that we buried about one third of my daughter, right? Mm. The rest of her lay around on shelves up until, that was like 13 years later, they rang me. But two years before them ringing me, they had, um, inci- I was told that the rest of her organs had been incinerated in Holland. Oh, God. And that's what I got. Now, this is 13 years after the child died. And this came out of the blue. They'd rang my house looking for me because I was at work and a son had given them my mobile number and that's how they contacted me because there was no mobile phone in 1986, yeah, yeah. as you can imagine. And that's how they got hold of me to tell me that. And um, I tell you something that came out of the blue, uh, from left field, it really did. And Claire was eight when she died. She was eight. She died of a stroke. Joe, she'd been born with congenital heart disease. Okay. But she'd been treated and she'd been looked after very well, and she'd had surgeries and operations, and her future was very bright. But this, yeah. her her body started failing, and her blood coagulated, and she took a yeah. stroke and okay. killed her. And. Um, but like this was all very, very unexpected for everybody. Yeah. But having said that, that was the hand of God and you couldn't do anything about yeah, that. But okay. 13 years later to get that phone call. And then I joined a group that were fight. I think they were called Parents for Justice. It's a long yeah, time ago well, now. Yeah. And the things we learned at those meetings. And eventually, anyway, I went to one meeting. I don't know if I can say it there, but I won't. I won't. And I learned such horrible things at one meeting mm. that I went home to my parents' house. They didn't even go home to my own house. And my father made me promise never to go to those meetings. And he said, you're dealing with grave robbers by stealth and there's nothing to be gained by it. And look what it's doing to you. So yeah. I never went back. And, I, you know, that's basically my story. What was happening there was that the women, the other women were talking about what happened there. No, maybe. they had a professional speaker in Oh, ha- oh sorry. Oh, yeah. sorry. Oh, it's a, okay. Yeah, they had a professional speaker uh, they in. Were, they were or Maria explaining what they did, is it? They, no, this, no, this person, um, 
stood up and asked us were we aware that our DNA was out there in the world because a lot of the organs harvested would have been the reproductive organs oh, and God. they would have been used in um, infertility treatment, oh, okay. possibly in America. Okay. But it was big pharma that bought okay. these things. And did, you, did, you, did you ever get a letter from the hospital saying... I did. I got a bit... And did they apologise? No. No, no apologies. I just got a letter stating the facts that uh, her, the rest of her organs had been incinerated and Holland there was nothing there. So I wouldn't be needing a new funeral, if you know what I mean. Yeah. That they were gone. But she had been lying around for 13 years. Before okay. and I know I, but I will say, Joe, when we buried Claire, she looked awful, awful in the coffin. Yeah. We just knew something wasn't quite. We couldn't yeah, relate okay. to it at all. It didn't look like our yeah. daughter, yeah. you know. But that that's exactly what happened with me. But we we don't seem to have learned that since. Just let me and it's, uh, God God rest Claire. Just let me bring Tess in before we finish because yeah. it'll be over. Tess Heffernan, Tess. It's, 19, it's 1987 again. What happened? 1987, yes. I lost my baby boy in, in the hospital. Uh, it was a stillbirth. It's okay. Stillbirth. Are you, are, you, are you still there, Tess? Yeah, I'm still yeah, okay. there. I'm, just, I'm um, trying to see how I can put this into words. Because okay. I just... Again, the organs were removed without your consent. The organs were removed without my consent, yeah. I was very, very ill time I, I I nearly lost my life in the process and I didn't get to attend my baby's funeral okay. and it was just a traumatic time for me with my first child and as uh, my understanding is the government are saying that stillbirths uh, are not entitled to any re- not redress. entitled to any okay. recourse the Minister for Health at the time brought out a, a finding when all of the cases okay. started against state over this and it was stated that stillbirth didn't, ma- didn't matter basically and you know what that just threw me that threw me into space it, that kicked me in the ribs and shins and everywhere yeah. I can't get over that okay. I can't get over the fact that I lost my baby that they took my organs that they never asked that I had to ring yeah. a hospital 13 years later just to inquire and find out as all the women and, have and, oh yeah by the way they're there they're there Come, come and get them. We'll pay. We'll pay to have the grave dug up, and we can put them in with the rest of them. Okay. okay. I can hear. And then, then I went for counselling. You can get counselling. There's people there. We'll look after yeah. you. I went for counselling. Joined an organisation. Got support, and then I got the final kick in the ribs. And I can't get over it. I can't get over why okay. my baby matters less than a baby born. I might have lived for ten minutes. Yeah. And I don't think Nobody's I, I, ever I, told me. I want I to talk to the man I don't who decided that. I don't think anyone would disagree. Okay, Tess, ap- apologies for me because um, and I hear, hear you're distressed and you say you nearly died. For apologies for me for time. Back after this. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Joe Duffy! Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Shane Gavin, the BCL, Liam Cullen on sound, Sean O'Gorman produced, Lisa Marie Berry, the series producer, and Catherine Thomas is next. 0818 715 815 stays open until 3.15pm or email joe at rte.ie.